What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group. As the great Jim Nance would start off with every Masters telecast, hello friends. Welcome back to another episode of TWBLC. Here with my co-host Drew Luster up in Gloucester, Massachusetts. I'm down in Florida right now. Mary Esther, to be exact. In Studio 1B, as I like to call it, going to be the last one of Season 1. We're wrapping up Season 1 with Episode 12 here at Studio 1B. Moving to Studio 1A. Pretty excited about that. Drew, how's your week going? I first want to congratulate you. That's a big move. I know you've been looking around, so that's good for you. Excited to get back into uh, your natural habitat, per se. Absolutely. Week's going well. It's a nice Tuesday evening in Gloucester right now. Sun's out. Uh, we're moving on through the week, so no complaints really on my end. Yeah, making some headway, almost getting to hump day. That's when you when you look towards that Friday and that weekend. So almost oh, yeah. there. Let's jump right in, Drew. It's love of the week time. Did hate of the week last week. Let's show some <laughs> yeah. love this week. Yeah, let, let's spread the love this week. I have a couple. We have a loaded a loaded segment, just a heads up for love of the week. Uh, I'm going to start out something pretty simple. Watermelon on a hot summer's day at the beach. You ever get those days where there's really just no relief? Even if you go in the water, it's, it's not even refreshing. It's so hot. Maybe the water's too warm like down in Florida. Water might even be too warm. Exactly. It could be in Florida. could be wherever. You crack open the Tupperware out of the frosty Yeti. No free advertising. And you just you bite into that first piece of watermelon and you just feel those juices just, you know, penetrate into your body and you just feel rejuvenated. Like you just took like the most powerful, godly drug in the world. You just feel so like relaxed and cool and calm and there's just nothing like that first bite of watermelon and you just it's light enough where you don't really, you know, get bloated and feel like a you know uh, hermit crab without a shell per se like that's what people call me sometimes uh, when they see me without a shirt on but that's neither here nor there to go so off, I like to try to keep things slim at the beach and that's why another point with, with the watermelon to go off just those those cooler type of fruits uh, or vegetables I, I don't know what this one this would be a vegetable I think uh, okay. I might get scorched for this it's a Quinn household favorite Kenzie mentioned it on beneath the bar our affiliate cucumbers cucumbers with a little salt and pepper diced up just in a little afternoon snack and on a hot summer's day there's there's nothing more refreshing like you're saying i would agree and that kind of leads me to that meme have you ever heard it it's on tiktok it's this little british kid and he's going is my friday afternoon snack cheers mom for the money and now it's a meme, and like I'll just have like a bag of chips or something, and just say it. It's in my head. I love the accent. The kid's hilarious. I know you guys have seen it. Chips. I have not, but I'm now gonna have to look at it. It's up. it's just one of those things. Like you would have thought it was funnier if you had seen it prior, but anyways, you got go an on. honorable mention possibly. Oh this yes. Week? Oh, I do. I do actually. And this is a late submission. This is like a game time 
We might have already been in the game type oh, of submission. Yelling Omaha on the line. Yeah, like this is an audible. And it's the girl. I don't know how many people saw this. The girlfriend who was committed to but pretending to be and act like a dog in public. So <laughs> let me just let me just set the scene. This girl was like you know, panting, barking, like on her hands and knees, walking around okay, on a leash that her boyfriend was handling. Now, kind of crazy, I'm gonna... but I'm just thinking principle. Hold on, hold on. The principle of it. Okay. To have somebody, to have somebody, everybody wants somebody who is committed to them, who's, who's a down B per se, who will do whatever they want them to do. And I can only imagine the conversations behind closed doors that those two have. I don't even know if I could emotionally withstand that type of abuse. Talk. So abuse, whatever you want to call it. So creepy, crazy, kinky per se. Yeah. But it's the principle for me that I love. I love the idea of having somebody who's committed to you and who will do whatever they want to make you happy. Just okay. like I have right now with my current girlfriend. Uh, that, that's Go. that's just a, that's free advertisement basically right there. I was going to yeah. say, it kind of gives us an insight into what your relationship is like since that's your love of the week. There's some freaky shit going on behind closed doors, it sounds like. <laughs> not not like that. Not like that. I'm I, just, I, like, again, let me just stress again, it's the principle of what that girl is doing. It's absolutely absurd that she's doing that. It's like, I know everybody's like, oh, it's like, you know, the big word of the week right now is simp. Like, that guy's simping for her. It's the other way around almost. Like this girl's simping for this guy. She's on a leash crawling around like asking for water. It's like I don't know. Is that it's an crazy. actual acronym? Do you like does that stand for something or is it just Sim? No, yeah, yeah. Is it so, an acronym or is that just slang? It's just a slang. It's not word. an it's slang. It sort of means like, you know, it's so, so basically you're it's catering for to who, the girl. Yeah. Yeah, a girl who like you're trying to get. Like yeah. you don't it's not your girlfriend, it's someone who like you're trying to impress and you'll do literally anything, go out of your way, degrade yourself, doesn't matter what yep. it is. I, I just simp form. To... I didn't know if it was an acronym, maybe it's it stood for something, but I guess not. It's just a a slang definition. That's a little disappointing. Yeah. My love of the week. We're going with <laughs> beaten traffic on the back oh, roads. Man. So I did this. Oh man. There's nothing like it. The the feeling of satisfaction that you have. It's like you outsmarted the entire world. So you, you, I'm going to the golf course on Saturday afternoon. And if you're yeah. down in Mariesta, Florida, headed out to Destin, a tourist trap, some would say, you get to this one stretch where there's everybody's trying to get over this one bridge. And you got every car in the universe trying to go on the one highway to get over it. The infrastructure down here is not set up for that. So I get to the end of the line, and I've never seen the end of the line backed up this far on, on 98 going east. I say, you know what? I'm going to hook a Yui the next chance I get on the highway, go back a little, hit the back road. I'm going to go all the way down behind the bridge. And what there is is there's a little underpass under the bridge, some back roads that you can sneak under and then come yeah. out right at the bridge's entrance and just bang a right on red. So I end up doing that. There were other people who definitely figured out the same thing as me, but I guarantee you every single one of us who did it had to have beat 30 minutes of traffic that whole way. 
Oh my gosh. The the sat, the it's satisfaction brilliant. I got when I got over that bridge in my GPS at the time I was gonna be late for the tea time and it, it goes down and now I got like twenty minutes a little warm up maybe. Oh brilliant. Oh my gosh. Absolutely brilliant. Now for I my will, I, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I totally go ahead. Go ahead. I totally agree. I think there's nothing like it. And like the best too is sometimes you end up, if you're lucky, cro crossing paths with somebody that you were behind before and you like kind of pass them yep. and you just look at them and like, you're like, wow, you feel like so just like smart and sneaky and sly. It's unbelievable. It's almost like gambling in the way because the whole way there when I saw the other people there and I'm like, oh no, like this could take longer than than yeah. what was foreseen on the main road. Uh, so the yeah. whole time you got the adrenaline pumping a little. You don't know what, how it's going to turn out, what's going to be down the next road you take a turn down. And and when it works out, man, does it feel good. Oh, 100%. As for my honorable mention, love of the week, I have to go with golf Twitter this weekend. The amount of gifs. I saw of Jordan Spieth just it's his first tournament back in a while just like everybody but for about a year and a half he's kind of struggled he just dropped in the world rankings since he was you know number one in the world back in the day one of his masters in US Open in the same year and ever since the masters collapsed people have been like you know did that hurt him is he like mentally okay from that can he show up on the weekends Sounds like you might have the yips, but I'm not going to get into it right now. Man, oh man, did golf Twitter keen in on that aspect of Jordan Spieth. The amount of roller coasters <laughs> along with, you know, the man coming out behind the smoke and just going like this, <laughs> like he's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was incredible. And, and then along with, the variety of other ones talking about Gary Woodland's stingers and watching his ball flight come off the club. And then the ending to the golf tournament, which we'll get into in a segment here. Uh, just yep, overall yep. honorable mention gifs on golf Twitter specifically this weekend. And before we forget, I also want to mention this was our first week. We did fan submissions of love of the week. We found a couple superb ones that we want to mention. I will start with mine. This one is from Leah Thompson. She said, outdoor dining. I could not agree more. In this day and age, that is the most accurate love of the week I've ever heard. Things are slightly starting to open back up. The weather's starting to get better. It's really, I mean, it's the best option right now. It's the only option if you want to dine and get served in this, in this environment that we're in. But also the weather. The sun is shining. You can sit outside. It's eight thirty, nine o'clock, and the sun's still, sun's still shining in your face. So, hundred percent agree. Bravo to that one. And one more. That leads me to my next one. Beautiful segue here. And to Evan Dombrowski, he said porch beers, another phenomenal one. Yep. This is the best time of the year to drink outside. I will preach that till the day I die. Shout out to Greeley's again. I'm gonna sneak them in every single pod. Till the day I die. Where to Greeley's, if you're, you know, in that department and needing something of that nature. Long story short, porch beers. Again, we've already talked about this. I'm a back porch guy, a screen porch guy, a privacy guy. I like to have a, a, a beer in the privacy of my own home. 
You're more of a stoop guy, a front porch guy. Either way, porch beers, 100% on point. Those are my two fan submission love of the weeks. I'd almost even shift to the back porch for a beer just because I have, you know, available seating. You know my front porch, it's going to fit two to three max that you'll be able to sit down there. You'll have to have a couple of leaners on the posts to to get the beers in. So I'd almost move to the back porch for that, for a little porch beer. Understandable. I think you should have recused yourself and let me take Leah's outdoor dining because now it just sounds like you picked your girlfriend's, you know, love of the week and you're just catering, oh, catering God, to her. Right. It was such a good What a pick. shame that would be. Such a Maybe good I'm pick. a simp. Maybe, Maybe I'm a simp. Maybe you I are. I don't know. That's true. A couple more love of the week fan submissions. We had a bunch come in and they were too good not to be said on the pod. I got Pat from last year. And he said, jumping in the ocean after a workout. And I think this can be expanded. I think he got a little too specific into the lifeguarding life here. I think it's just after a a hot day's work, say if you maybe went out and mowed the lawn or if you're, you know, doing whatever, any type of outside work that you're getting hot and sweaty and you just go drive past the beach, maybe the cops aren't there giving out tickets you just park right on the creek, jump in real Hell quick, yeah. dry off, hop back in the car. Oh. See you later. See you later. Nothing like it. And the last one to wrap it up, and this, to me, was the best one out of all of them. I uh, shout out Rick Rignola. <laughs> Some of you may know that name from him have, <laughs> being the umpire on our very first show. First episode. First episode. And to stick with firsts, he said... His love of the week, the first piss of the day. And it's too good. I mean, I think this one could be expanded (laughs) a little as well, Drew, to any time you really have to go the number one. Yeah. And you relieve yourself. There's there's very few feelings that feel like that feeling. I got it. I got one. I I want to expand on a little bit. Okay. If I'm at a bar, right, Mm. and I've been to like two or three, and the, the beers are catching up to you. And you start to feel it creep on, and, you're, and it, it almost actually hurts. That's how bad you have to go. Yeah. When you can finally go in that bar, right, you you release it. When you walk out of the bathroom and you, like, go to meet up with your buddies again, you feel like a god. Like, you feel like someone just blessed you, like, in some crazy way. Because there's nothing more miserable than being in a situation where you have to go to the bathroom, but you can't. Yeah. How You... You could like there in, in my mind, there is really nothing worse. Like it is so miserable. So from the moment where you get out of that bathroom and you're back, you know, reunited with your friends, you got another cold one. That's just the best. Simply the best. Yeah. <laughs> Simply the best. Good song. Good song. right there. <laughs> with that, Drew, let's move on to our little sports short segment here. We got. I just want to recap a little bit of the golf weekend, which I already got into. Daniel Berger won in the first playoff hole on the 17th hole at Colonial with a par. It's quite possibly one of the easiest holes if you're just looking at it at a yardage perspective. But where they put the pin that day and where Colin Morikawa hit his tee shot, he was done right after that, even though he hit a brilliant pitch and then lipped out for par. It's got to be really demoralizing on that hole, 
especially when you're 15 under, you get to a playoff after you didn't think 15 was going to do it, and then go out there and bogey that because you just look at it and you can hit a six iron out to the middle of the fairway, wedge it on, two putt for par all day long if there's no pressure on you. But I think it just goes to show little little bit of a pressure situation. He's a first-year on tour guy, and it may have just a little lack of focus maybe on that 17-T to push it right. Other than that, the first weekend of golf was great. The gamblers were very excited. I think all of social media was very excited for sports to come back somewhat. The Charles Schwab Challenge has never been more popular in its entire <laughs> lifespan on the PGA Tour. Never, and, never. And it was just good to see the top golf you know, PGA Tour players out there playing pretty well. Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, uh, Gary Woodland, Rory were all there the last day. They all kind of fell back, and the young guys came through the more unknown players to the vast majority of sports fans, you know, played some good golf and closed it out. So I just thought it was an interesting weekend. Sunday was a little disappointing to me because I wanted to see those big guys kind of get it going on the back nine and have some sort of playoff, and they kind of faltered. But I know I know you didn't, you didn't see too much of the coverage. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, completely disagree with you. Want to echo exactly what you said, word for word. Essentially, didn't watch a lick of golf, never mind TV this weekend. So uh, I do appreciate you covering that. The one sports thing I did want to bring up is one of my favorites. It's the Nathan's famous official international hot dog eating competition. They came out with a statement. I believe it was yesterday or today. Uh, forgive me. Basically saying it's still on, regardless of you know everything going on in the world. They're still on for the Fourth of July. They will not be. They will not be scared away from anything happening. They are going to stick to it somehow, some way. And you know, I, you see Joey Chestnut as the favorite here. Uh, Someone I want everybody to keep well, in mind. They might as well call it the Joey Chestnut hot dog eating classic. Like. There's nobody who's even came close, what, within the past five years, I think he's won? It has to go yeah, back the, even further than that. The guy defies physics. Like, I, I, I saw a, uh, it might have been an E60 on him, all the different, like, neck and jaw and throat exercises he does. Ugh. It's truly bananas. Uh, one kid I want to look out for is Matt Stoney. He's a little bit of a lightweight, but he can pack the dogs. So, please keep his you know, name in your head because he could be another strong favorite this year. You know, you see people come and go. Obviously, the one constant is Joey Chestnut. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. I'm very interested to see who the last person is to win since Joey Chestnut came onto the scene. It's got to be Kobe. Is it Kobayashi, you think? It has to be. I think it was a fairly seamless transition in changing of the guard. I don't know another person. Interesting here. So I have the winners by year. Okay. Color coded okay. by belt. 2015, your your somewhat un unknown Matt Stoney lightweight won. Wait, really? So, like I 2015, said, 2015, he won. How about that five year guess by me? Right on the number. Joey Chestnut must not have. He must have been sick or injured. Joey Chestnut won in 2014, 2013. 2012, 
2011, 2010, 09, 08, 07. Oh my God. It was Kobayashi in 2006. So we got to look up, or maybe the viewers can here. I don't want to hold off too long on this. Maybe we'll get it at the end of the podcast. If he missed in 2015, like he, since 07, there's been no other person who's won besides Matt Stoney. Like if, and if he didn't play in it, that's a huge factor. That's like Rafael that- Nadal at the yeah. French Open. The only year he didn't win it was because of injury, and he's won like the past 10 or something like that. Yeah, that's outrageous. I mean, I have that's to think outrageous. off the top of my head, there's no way— there's no way Matt Stoney won flat out and Joey Chestnut was fully healthy and capable of pounding dogs. I think he was – he must have been out. If he did, that's one of the all-time great wins by Matt Stoney. Taking a guy at the top of his game out in 2000. David and Goliath. It's David and Goliath. Yeah, in the midst of this in, – in this historic run, they just dethrone the world champion. Since what, 2007, you said? 2007. I'm looking at that some of the some of the women's mind-boggling. Now the women's the favorite has to be Miki Sudu. She's won the past <laughs> one, two, three. That's four, electric. That name five, is electric. Five, six. She's won the past six, and then before does it have her, a dog count? Was Sonia does it have Thomas. a dog count on there? It does not. We're gonna ha- we should have really looked into this a little. Yeah. Uh, poor re- poor, his poor research on our end. The women like. started in 11. Sonia Thomas won three in a row, and since then it's been Miki Sudu. I'm not oh. pronouncing that right. There's zero chance I'm pronouncing <laughs> that right. What we'll do, hey, when when this when this portion I'll get some gets stats released by the end. Yeah, we'll get some stats to back it up for you guys. But I don't know if you. I mean, it's. It literally goes hand in hand with fireworks, Fourth of July, grilled meats, Bud Light, like, yep. and and then you just have the famous hot dog game contest. So excited to see it back on. We're getting back into some normalcy, so we'll see what happens. Let me ask you this: uh, over under on dogs for both the men and women's side. What is Joey? Ch- Do you know what Joey Chestnut usually eats? I feel like it's in the forties. I'm gonna call. Yeah, it- I think it's I think it's high to mid forties, and I think it's in ten minutes. Is it? Yeah, I, I'm going to say 46 for the men's is like around what Joey Chestnut's been performing with. For the yeah, women, I think in the mid-40s. For the women, I'm going to go uh, what I think might be a little high, but I'm going to go 31. I was going to go mid-20s. That's more what being, I was thinking. Are we, are we undervaluing a woman's ability to eat a hot dog? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, possibly, but I feel like it's probably lower just based on body mass. I think the body mass is really where it comes in. Yeah, like like their physical capability to, you know, house the dog, really. That's what yeah, it comes down I to. guess. I guess. I don't like, know. how we'll many see. can they really take? Like, because like, if you throw up, are you automatically DQ'd? I don't know. These are all so. questions. <laughs> That we have to. We're gonna come back next week, and I'm gonna be locked and loaded with a hot dog segment for all you guys. So that was just a teaser. Yes. All right, Drew. With that, let's move on to our little side dish here segment. You've been, you know, mulling over this one for a couple of weeks now, talking about rice, and it's one of my favorite side dishes you can have. If I could have rice. Every single meal for the rest of my life with maybe some chicken or some steak, I think I'd do it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 
I just, you know, if I'm out to eat with a group of people, I'll just get rice over a starch like a potato or a french fry because I want to impress them and show them that I'm healthy and that I care about myself. Sometimes I do that. Most of the time, I just like rice. It's a little bit lighter. And like you said, it's a very versatile side dish. It can go with anything. Okay. I remember in college, I would just pop them in the microwave, a little bit of pilaf for lunch. Be careful because those things come out like lava. Lava, I tell you. But boy, oh boy, I just love my rice. A big rice pilaf fan, personally. If there was a way to extract every kernel of rice and just have the pilaf, I would. I have a 100% boil policy on my rice. I'm not doing the packets. I'm getting the boxed rice. I'm putting some water in the bowl or in the pan. Yeah. And I'm, I'm yeah. boiling that and a little stick of butter in there, some rice. That's it. So one question for you. Yeah. I Can you eat an entire box of rice by yourself? Like, Is it like mac and cheese where you just pound it? Because I don't think I could eat a whole box of rice, mainly because to me and my – like mentally, it's more of a side dish. I don't know if I could just eat a whole box of rice. Personally. I'm going to – you're going to think I'm a little crazy for this, but at one point uh, I was eating just – Rice for dinner. Rice was it. There was no. There was no other entree. <laughs> so yeah, I could eat a whole. I know I there can eat a no whole thing the of entree. rice. I can hit a. What a. I can hit a box of rice pretty hard. <laughs> what type? Like, what's the go-to if you're starving? My you know, go-to. You can have is rice. My all-time favorite, even from home. My mom makes it better than I do. I don't know how she does it, but it's Spanish rice by far. I like a little spice in my rice. I'm a huge. Oh rice pilaf fan classic and rice pilaf for me rice pilaf with some carrots in it baked carrots okay. my mom makes that okay. if i can get that as a rice side dish i'd probably do that number one but in and of itself just a rice would be spanish yep. rice here's one for you that we almost I, I we almost let this one slip through but i wouldn't i caught its tail hashway no hashwa huge I say hashwi, you say hashwa. Okay, Lebanese hashwi. food. Yeah, but here's the thing. That's not just rice. You got the hamburger. It's not just there. rice, but I'm telling you, what I do when I go to work the next day is I sprinkle. So you got the hamburger and yep. the rice as the base, and then you sprinkle in the chicken. You mix it all up. It's more of a – I would consider it a rice dish because the ratio at my dad's, the way he does it is like probably – Honestly, probably 35 to 40% just rice. So here's the crazy thing here. We might have been getting mixed up on the name because I don't have chicken in my hushwa. It's just Oh, no, I don't meat. either. Oh. No, it's just hamburger meat in it. But as a like as a primary, we do like a grilled chicken with like a, a mint sauce. Yeah, yeah. So you're and doing a little chipotle and the chicken and mix on. it all up. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little chipotle bowl. Okay, I can it's, see that. That's a great way to there's a little kick in that hushwa. That's what I like it can about be, it. Yeah. There's a little bit of something there that gives you a little smack, the which I like. What's your worst rice? Because it's, it's white rice by just nautical miles. It's not even close. White rice is, unless you're having like, I don't know, um, maybe If you're some, having Chinese, I like, I like a nice box of sticky white rice. Chinese rice. or, I'm trying to think of oh chinese beef That's, is what i'm thinking of with white rice because yeah. you can pour the gravy yeah. of the beef over the top yeah, you can pour it. the sauce on the rice and you can kind of yeah that's fine it just plain doesn't really, white rice you know, as in and of itself oh yeah it's a little bit dry sometimes like it really dries out my mouth and it's just 
it's it's the opposite of a rice pilaf almost where it's like not very versatile at all it sort of just you know suits its one purpose and doesn't really bring a pack a big punch per se yeah absolutely what we'll do is let us know your favorite rices and we'll do a little uh maybe a couple rice reviews next time so comment underneath with your favorite rice and why and we'll uh we'll dig a little bit deeper into our rice game yeah absolutely and now we have a very special guest curtis refers to her as the roommate sometimes her name is jordan she is here to deliver us a special edition boy of the week segment on this fine tuesday afternoon jordan who is your boy of the week this week i'm gonna have to go with liam hemsworth interesting choice not chris i was gonna say the same let's extrapolate why not chris well you know i saw him in the avengers last night with you chris and he's just not really my type liam is just a little bit i don't know seems a little sweeter he's into the crazy he's with miley sort of back on and off again Okay. Um, okay. So I got to be honest. I didn't even know, like that. Just that one description alone just told me everything that I need to know about him. Because I didn't even, I couldn't even put a picture of him to be completely transparent with you. So he's the one that's on and off with Miley Cyrus, and then Chris is the one that is Thor and has the blonde hair, and he he's all he's yoked up. Jack, he's yeah, yoked out like Noah Syndergaard. Oh, I need to get on that. Whatever that is, I got to do that. I don't know if he's contributing uh, anything original or just posing for it, but I think it's that's true. pretty well. Now, you mentioned there's okay. a third Hemsworth. Yeah, there's another Hemsworth brother. Um, he's kind of the ugly duckling, but he's also hot. So it's just... People forget. Of... People forget. <laughs> yeah. That's... He gets kind of left out, but definitely another contender there. All right. An honorable mention, per se. That's that's good. He's probably, when he listens to this, boy, is he going to be excited. He doesn't probably get mentioned much, so no. we'll shout him out, and I'm this sure he'll be thrilled to hear that he got mentioned. Could be his make or break moment. That's I couldn't true. agree more. What's his name? 100%. No. <laughs> oh, we don't even know the name. That's oh, that's good. so bad. The other brother. The other the one. The third one. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll get that other Hemsworth on the podcast. Or... Hey, that would be incredible. He's more than welcome. All right, Drew. I know you wanted to to throw your hat in the ring here this week. Yeah, a short and sweet boy of the week this week for me. This would be John B, a.k.a. Chase Stokes' first two-time boy of the week for him finally leaping out of the friend zone and into an official relationship with Sarah Cameron, a.k.a. I think her name is Madeline Klein. Madeline, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to um, correct you. So congratulations think... to him. I don't think John B. was ever a boy of the week. Run the tape on me. But I believe, Wait a minute. I believe it was JJ. JJ was our boy of the week. Was John B. not a guest boy of the week? Or are we not counting that as an official entry? I don't need... I guess that's we, what we did need Did we to count validate. that from Liz off the phone? Okay. No, I can see it. Now it's a two. It's a two-timer. It depends if you want to call that as a valid entry. Or not. I'll call it valid. I think that's valid. Okay. Well, well then. He's my official first two-time boy of the week. Congratulations to him. With that, I'd like to add a guest submission we got a couple weeks back from okay. 
a close follower of the podcast, it seems, and she said she wanted to throw this unknown person in the ring. We don't know a name. We just have a description. And that description was a male, maybe 18 to 34 years old. That's a large span. 5'10 to 6'2". 140 pounds to 225 pounds. This Am I narrowing it anybody. down a bit? This could be anybody. This man was seen out on the back shore of Gloucester, Massachusetts, walking his golden retriever. Now, to me, that says, does that ring any bell? And if you know Drew Luster, he walks the back shore occasionally. He has yeah. a golden retriever, and that golden yeah. retriever's name is Bell. So I almost think that our fan submission yeah. might have been the one and only. He might have spotted Luster. me. Yeah, and we don't know. We don't know, but it's an assumption, and we're we're narrowing down the options. And I seem like a plausible, a viable candidate. Option viable candidate option for this supposed alleged spotting boy of the week it's true what an honor we'll leave you with that folks we'll leave you with that keep an eye out keep your eyes peeled i will and let us know i want confirmation from from the fan who submitted this uh they know who they are please get back to us and let us know (laughs) if i curtis quinn was correct assuming that this person may or may not be Drew Luster. Justice needs to be served. We need answers. There is a bounty out right now, folks. Act fast. (laughs) With that, Drew, let's move on to your most heralded segment, as the Beneath the Bar Boys would say. Dad Joke of the Week. Dad Joke of the Week is brought to you by Gloucester Gear, shop where the locals shop. The Dad Joke of the Week is submitted by William James Fosbury, um, and here goes nothing. Why did the bowling pin stop working? They went on strike. Oh. Isn't that great? That we love so our good. bowling. We love our bowling. We love play on words. Yes. We just, and we love friendly fan submission dad jokes. So... There it is. I'm going to be honest with you. I can picture cartoon pins, little little arms coming out of there, maybe with a glover, a, like a hamburger helper glove on those hands that are coming out of that. Yep. And yep. With, with signs just with like picketed, an, Like they're picketing in the lane. Yeah. But here's the thing with the cardboard sign, and the cardboard sign just has an X, like a strike on it. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Yep. That's diabolical. We might need somebody to cook that up for us. That might have to be that's like something else. our new logo. It's dad joke of the week. Down. It's going to be our dad joke of the week logo, Drew. That's what we'll do. And folks, just before we leave you, we looked up <laughs> the hot dog eating statistics. And oh my boy, God. oh boy, were me and my co-host, Drew Luster, just not even close to Joey Chestnut. Drew, give us the number. So I want to start by saying I had a hunch in the back of my head that it might be more. But this number, compared to what we had talked about a little bit earlier. We were talking 40s, mid-40s. 
astronomically higher, something I didn't even consider. Almost that double. That being 70, 74, folks. That's 74 hot dogs in, I believe, 10 minutes. That yeah. is lunacy to me. Yes, absolutely crazy. And now tell us Miku, Miki, Sudu. Mika, Sudi. Miki Sudu, I think is tell, how you would pronounce it. Tell um, us what you said and what it is for the women's. I may have said 31, and it may have been 31 for what she ate <laughs> last year. <laughs> Mike drop. I don't know how we could be <laughs> so far off. Now, we were saying, you know, they were... We were th- the, like, directionally, we were thinking like 40, 30. Yeah, you and know? it was like, okay, I can see that. But the <laughs> yeah. fact that Joey Chestnut more than doubles... I mean, that's winner is crazy to me so, because so think about it this way, Kurt. Yeah. Every time she eats one, mm-hmm. he's eating two. two. That to me, it, my mind is going to melt through my body. How is that possible? Yeah. I, Drew, I couldn't eat 10 in 10 minutes. Is it I 10 don't minutes? I, I, yeah, it is. See, it can't be less. If it's less, I'm going to, I'm going to throw up right now so joey chestnut is averaging 7.4 hot dogs a minute <laughs> and miki sudo yeah. impressively is averaging 3.1 that's still I, I gotta stop laughing that's still crazy and you know the early rounds they gotta be averaging you know like chestnut i'm has talking to be like almost at 10 yeah yeah like, I he's want, at six or seven consistently early. Now, I don't know the analytics and if they have this, but I want I might copy down some notes July 4th and see how many he eats within the first minute. I think you could see 12. <laughs> Imagine. That would be... That's, one, that's over one every 10 seconds. Yeah. Is my math, if my math suits me. Yeah. Which is... If you eat one every, you have to eat, you have to eat one every ten seconds to hit that, which is like how I I can't even wrap my head around that. Yeah. How do you how do you put it in your mouth, chew it up, swallow it in ten seconds? But like, Water. okay, one maybe. Water, but how about ten in a sixty second period? I wonder how many cups of water now that they're using because that's going to have to factor into the stomach. That's oh, that's space. a lot of water. That's space in there. and They I have know. to eat the buns, correct? The buns go in. A bun and a hot dog equals one hot dog. Yes. So that's – we cannot discredit Miku Sudi. <laughs> I feel like Dave Portnoy. Miku Sudu, I, I, I was assuming Sudo, it's got to be. We cannot – like. That's no joke. What she's doing is no joke. Nobody in their right mind could just get up out of bed. No average Joe could just get up out of bed and do yeah. that. No, I say that she's, is still she's probably impressive. waxing, you know, the nineteen eighties men. Yeah. You think they're getting thirty one and in ten? I I don't know at the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I, I also find don't that hard know to believe. how how long it's been going on, but. Those numbers yeah. are outrageous. I can't wrap my head around them. We just wanted to get back to you on that and really show you how how wrong and right we can be. We do want to confirm 
one last time, we want to echo what we said twice over already. Matt Stoney did, in fact, beat Joey Chestnut by a count of 62 dogs. So not even remotely close to the record of 74, but it was good enough in what year, Curtis? I believe it was 2015. Yeah. It was good enough to get the victory. Joey had 60 that year. Imagine being outlegged by two dogs. Oh, look, my God. And getting look dethroned. At, look at the improvement, I mean, year by year. Like, in 2015, just, f- what, four years later, he sets the record yeah. at 74. He's eating 10. He's averaging 10 more dogs in 10 minutes. That's just an athlete at his at its peak right there. Yeah. Just when you thought he couldn't be better, get better, he moves the yardstick another 10 feet, another 10 dogs, and he just outguns you. And nobody I guarantee you in 2025, he'll be at 90 dogs, and we'll be saying, holy mother. Could we see 100 dogs within the next 10 years, 2030? (laughs) Can we see 100 dogs? I'm going to say yes. I I don't – so the only reason I'm going to say no is I don't think it's humanly – possible to eat that many i mean that's you that's 10 it's 10 a minute yeah and i'm trying to wrap my head around that i don't think you can eat 10 a minute consistently for 10 minutes yeah if you can god bless your soul especially we gotta figure out how many he eats in the first round because say he eats 12 in the first round i think we see 100 by 2030 yeah, because in the end, it's all about pace. Again, it's all about pace. If he can't break 10 in the first, or say it's 10 in the first round, I just you can't keep it up probably. You're right. It's probably not going to get there. So like you said, you have to hit over 10 in the first minute and carry that for the next five at least to have a chance. Yeah. I don't even think that's possible. But, hey, we'll see. We will see. And now to wrap up season one, I'm going to give you the quote of the week. And this one comes from the one and only Tyler Trent. It is. Sometimes the hardest days are the most important days. That's it from us at TWBLC. Wrapping up season one. Pat from last year. Play us out. What's for lunch? TWBLC. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group.